Michael Render, also known as Killer Mike professionally. And man, I'm on the tightrope with Sister Trisha Rose and Brother Cornell West. And boy, it's shaky. I hope I don't fall. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the tightrope. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm here with my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Cornell West. And we on our show, as many of you know, try to keep our balance on tough issues, try to keep our spirit high and to keep our conversation as honest as possible. And who better to do that with than Dr. Cornell West? Cornell, how are you doing today? My dear sister, it's always a joy and a pleasure to be in dialogue with you. And we are moonwalking on the tightrope with one of the towering figures of not just his generation, but this moment in the American empire. We're talking about Brother Mike. Brother Mike Brenda. Lord I have mercy. We are so fortunate. I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful blessing, isn't it? it? It really is. It's a rare thing to have the combination of a high level of artistic excellence and integrity with a courage that leads him to be politically involved in various social movements that cut against the grain. It's hard enough just to be a decent human being. That's a major spiritual achievement. <laughs> really That's is. true. It shouldn't That's be so hard, but it is. It is. That's Brother Mike. It is. Then, then you become a great artist. You know what I mean? 1992, the whole world with my dear brothers outcast. The brother's the brother Mike coming out of Morehouse. He's a Morehouse man. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then it flows into the Legion's two the grid. I mean, it goes on and on. He's kind enough to be on my album, keeping it PI. We never forget <laughs> way back in 2007 with Talib Kweli and the others. And he just continues to flower and flourish, you know, in mm -hmm. business, in the arts, in intellectual, in, film. in mm -hmm. political activism. We don't have a category to fully grasp his genius. We just don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're we're honored. This is a fantastic, fantastic blessing. Mike, thank you so much for joining us on the tightrope. And we're thrilled I, to have you. I'm honored to be. I don't know if I can live up to all that, but I'm going to try. <laughs> you already <laughs> did. You already <laughs> did. <laughs> Your life, brother. Your Absolutely. life already confirmed everything I've said. I appreciate you so much. I'm honored. I had um, told Jennifer, who was on too, my publicist, who's an amazing black woman. She is for me, Dr. William Bar Reverend William Barber, Nina Turner, has helped thousands of people, or I mean, dozens of people help thousands of people. Um, I want to just thank her because I was turning down all interviews this week. Then she says it's Dr. West. I was like, oh, yeah, you know I'll do that. You know I'll do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so well, I think she had that. already penciled it in before I officially gave it. Yes. So I'm honored to be here. And I'd like to thank her for making sure that I do the important stuff. Wow. Well, we're grateful that she's we there. Thank so you, Jennifer. Thank read. you. But it just, it's just a blessing to be in conversation. I don't know whether we should start first with the music. Okay, I'm going to start with the music. We don't have a lot of time. Okay. We're going to go music, spirituality, and then yeah. we're going to land on what you're oh, doing yeah. now. We're going to race right. through the other two, though, because we know we have limited time. But I want to start with this question of integrity in music uh, yeah. uh, in, in the context of, of Cornell's point about how difficult it is. And, you know, you're you know, this is an era when you know, you would think 
the political content of the most important popular musical genre that black people have created in the last 50 years, you would think it would be just overflowing with political content, given the conditions right on the radio, right? It, it would have somehow made that crossover. And yet yeah. I would say we don't have as much as we should. So given what you've been able to achieve, you know, what's your insight? How did you do it? How do you keep that kind of integrity alive in the context of 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 the of the struggles that industry forces might be creating? Uh, and what, what might you tell younger artists, you know, who, who are coming up, who want to really speak the truth about the community's circumstances? Well, I, I, I like to say as an artist, follow your truest instincts. So I don't I don't want you to do what I do because I do it. I don't want you to do right. what Dead Prez or Talib or Immortal Technique or so many people who who have a what feel like a more present political talk. What I want you to do is the best you can do within where you are and your own understanding. So, you know, some churches I went to were my grandmother. And the reason I'm politicized is because of my grandmother. I didn't have a choice. If she met with the neighborhood meeting, I was five years old. I was right there in her skirt. <laughs> if she met with a city council, I was eight years old. I was right there. So I just, by proxy of being near her, learned about self-accountability, personal responsibility, and responsibility of community. So it seeps into my music because it's in me. Right. But a lot of times when things are happening politically, people are suffering, there's just escapism. So we can't act as though um, blacks have not always used music as escapism. They worked a few five, six days on the plantation. Sunday was your day off, whether it was singing and wailing on a Saturday night or whether it was wailing for the Lord on a Sunday morning. We have always used music as a cure all right. to help us vibrate differently. So I can't ask an 18, 19 year old kid who has not been politicized authentically. When I was in high school, Dr. Asa Hilliard um, had a curriculum um, that he gave to Atlanta public school system that made sure that every history lesson we were taught, we were taught in reference to how black people participated in that. And when I was in high school, we had to mandatorily watch John Henry Clark. I went to Frederick Douglass High School. So it was ingrained in me in every step of the way. Now I can't blame a 19 year old kid who has had all that washed away from their curriculum for not knowing, but as they know, and as they wake up, it comes into their music. A perfect example is the young man I performed on the Grammys with, Lil Baby. Lil Baby went to Booker T. Washington High School. Booker T. Washington, we know who Booker T. is. We know about Tuskegee University. We know about his philosophy of picking one up by one's bootstraps about doing for self. Booker T. Washington High School educated Martin Luther King. It educated Lena Horne. It educated most of my teachers who educated me, who taught me to be proud to be black, right? So what is his contribution after going to that high school? He drops out of that high school goes on to have a hugely successful music career, then donates hundreds of thousands of dollars back to students in that high school so they may go to college. So in real action, as he's learned his responsibility as a leader, he's done that. And what does he do further? The next thing you know, he comes out with an amazing song about a year ago, talking about the protests, talking about the evils that are happening in the system, and talking about how we can all be accountable and help one another. A year later, his audience is a lot more woke they're awake to what's going on. They're out in the streets protesting and they're using that song to push and motivate them in the same way songs were used in the 50s, 60s and 70s. So I want to credit the young people for doing what they can while they mm -hmm. learn. And we have to understand that it's a process of learning. So you're never turning on the radio at the height of Motown. And Motown was necessarily singing about protests. They were singing about feeling good and being in love. But when you start looking at the alternatives, when you start looking at Nina Simone, 
right? When you start when you start looking at uh, what Curtis Mayfield was doing in the impressions and afterwards, that's when you start to hear when Marvin Gaye did what's going on. And most times, like, hold on, man, what are you doing, Negro? We ain't supposed to do. We supposed to be talking about being in love. The artist has to stay true to the feeling and the emotion. So the reason that you hear social stuff, and I don't even consider it political in my music, social stuff is because I've been trained to be that. So many people have poured into my cup, whether it was my grandparents, my teachers, whether it was Miss Baraki who taught me world history, whether it was um, Dr. Um, Johnson at Mays High School. All of these people, I didn't go to Mays. I used to cut my own high school just to go to his class at my rival high school. If it wasn't for these people pouring into me, I wouldn't be here. So what I would encourage people to do is to, as artists do it, to pour it into them, right? To, to, to keep giving them more. So I don't criticize artists who are not doing it, but I say do the best you can while you can, because if we all do a lot, if we all do a little, no one has to do a lot. I'm thinking about right now, is it Paul Robinson? I was just watching an interview this morning. It's Paul Robinson, right? Um, the brother they tried to accuse of being a communist and wanted to run out. Think about how amazing of an actor and orator he was. Think about over a hundred years ago, he had the stance that these things aren't right in the United States. I'm going to talk against these things. Now, every artist and actor did not do that. Took a few years after him for you to start popping up with um, Harry Belafonte, Sidney Poitier. Um, but we've all done it. You know, Nina, like I said, I mentioned Nina. Zora Neale Hurston died poor and impoverished because the brothers that were Conti Cullen and Langston Hughes, they didn't embrace her like they should when she was alive. But after she died, boom. And if you don't get Zora, do you ever get Bell Hooks? Do you ever get Alice Walker? So I just say artists are human beings. We're learning as we go. And as we go, we grow. If we as a people mandate that these social and political issues are first and foremost, like my grandmother did in our household, then I guarantee you we'll produce artists that are producing that on the front end and not in the middle of the back end. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's Brother Mike. Brother Mike on the move telling yes, the truth. Man, witness. I'm telling you. Definitely. Now, that was that was a historic description of, of the tradition, for sure. Laid it was, it out. You know, it was very, very artful. I the only thing I would add is that the, I think there's a little more pressure on artists, right, to yeah. say the young people are under a lot of pressure, whether or not yeah. they have a certain, you know, grand, yeah. grandmother like you did to help out with with um, with that kind of experience. Yeah. And, and yeah. We, we can be free. Um, Brother Steve Stout has started a distribution um, network now that allows artists to circumvent having to marry themselves to a major label and be told what to do. Um, the brother Toby in, in Begway, I think it's how do you pronounce his last name, Nigerian brother out of Houston, is doing an amazing job. He and his wife and his band of using that to say exactly what he wants to say, how he wants to say it and produce Great. his images. And I'm hoping That's... that Stout, Brother Stout's um, campaign will help more artists do that. I left the major label where I refused. I remember major label offered me like $120,000 in a car. <laughs> they did it. They gave me offered me a straight Negro deal. And um, <laughs> I was I was like, I was like, no, I'm I'm okay. And um our one of my lawyers said, you know, Mike, I thought you were I thought you were crazy, you know, when you turned that down because I knew you weren't the best. I knew you needed money at that point. You weren't in the best financial situation. You had come off a bad deal. I said, Yep. And I make about $150,000 per show now. And I own all the cars I ever wanted to own. Now, that's after 10 years of tumultuous times and me working my butt off and not knowing it's going to work and praying it's remaining faithful. But I knew that $120,000 in a child charger was too cheap for the message that I was bringing. A Dodge Charger? That which was a great car, but now I own a Hellcat, which has 780 <laughs> horsepower. And I make what they offered me for my entire contract plus 30000 every time I hit a stage. 
So mm-hmm. all that to say that money isn't the most important thing, but my belief in myself was most important. Absolutely. If, if, if I had married myself to a major label, I never could have done a song like Reagan. You know, I never could have, I never could have done That's an right. album yeah. series like Play. Right. So I had to understand that um, with, with independence comes a level of suffering that you have to be willing to accept before you get to the glory. And I, I, I honestly can say it's not for everyone. And I don't mm-hmm. begrudge people who it's not for, but the people who it is for, I encourage. And, and I encourage mm-hmm. um, in, 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 in every way I can, because I believe that artistically, we move the culture forward in a snap of a finger where it would take years and years and years. If we had not mm-hmm. had the wonderful music and artists of the 50s, 60s, 70s, and before that, if we would not have had that, we would not have had the, 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 the bringing together of different cultures and races. You know, when, when you say, art in terms of protest. We think of protesting in the middle of the street and doing protest records. We don't think about the fact that rock and roll brought black and white kids together on the same dance floor at the exact same time. We don't realize Ray Charles doing that in a place like Georgia was an amazingly revolutionary act. We don't realize that Little Richard doing that in Georgia is an amazing revolutionary act. At the time you put white kids and black kids next to one another, you know, white folks just don't want each other humping on each other. They don't want no little brown babies coming in the community. But what it really did it got kids an opportunity to meet individuals that were not like them. And I'm a big proponent for if you really want to break down the systemic things in our community, you should know people who don't look like you. You should befriend people who are not of your religious or cultural background. And you should start building individual relationships. Because if I individually know you, it becomes impossible for me to blindly categorize you as a group and oppress you. It becomes impossible for me to blindly just throw you in with the group and say, well, all of them are bad because now I know an individual that breaks that prejudice or that prejudging or and sometimes rightfully so. Um, it breaks my it breaks my um, marriage to my own prejudice and it forces me to start to see individual humans and see that there can be a change in, in, in the way that we deal with one another. No, I mean, that's that's one of the uh, humanizing effects of the arts in general, that it gets yes, us beyond the labels, the categories and the types and gets into all the funky humanity of who Absolutely. we are and all <laughs> of our colors and genders and sexual orientations and things. But let me ask this question, because I mean, when I think of what was happening with you and uh, Andre 3000, every time I say that brother's yeah, name, yeah, I got yeah, a smile yeah. on my face. Him and Big Boy, I, man, outcast, I just love them. And man. Big they Boy, too, you know, amazing. you all coming through. But it's, but it's also true, I mean, I think of Andre 3000's art and his painting and so far. I think about that with that powerful painting sitting behind you. Hey there. Thank you for joining us on The Tightrope. For the full episode, please visit us at www.thetightropepod.com. We'll see you soon.